Praise God. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. If you like FCC, click like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. And I want to challenge you to uh, send this to somebody. Also, this is fertile ground here. Consider planting a seed. Visit us at uh, our Facebook page, FCC. God bless. See, what we need in our churches, again, are prayer warriors. Powerful prayer warriors. And that's what we had. Because, see, what we see today in church, oftentimes, isn't the prayers that are going to break through and tear down strongholds. We, we say a prayer, yes, and I'm not negating that. Please hear me out. I am not looking at anybody looking at the ceiling fan. I'm not knocking anyone's prayers. What I'm saying is there's more. What I'm saying is we got to pray until something happens. Sometimes we get fed up. Sometimes when the thing doesn't happen quickly enough, we, we get wore out and we don't want to pray anymore and we quit. But if we pray until something happens, and when the something that happens, and then we begin to testify about the happening. And it says, we destroy the works of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. See, the problem is a lot of you want to have a testimony without the test. But the thing is, in order for you to get through the test, you've got to fight. And the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. That's when you fight on your knees. Sometimes you'll see Pastor Felix go on his knees. You know why? Why I do that? Because my body don't want to. My ego doesn't want to. It says, no, don't do that. You're going to look silly. How are you going to get down on the ground with your suit and mess up your knee? Or are the people going to think that Satan in your head? Because i got to remind myself who I am and who he is and what our levels are. And when I begin to feel his presence and I know that he's entering into the room, I quickly want to acknowledge it by making my flesh do what it doesn't want to do, and I make it bow down. Because in the flesh, my ego doesn't want to. I'm just being tricked. Can I be real? I don't want to, but I make my flesh do it because you're not in charge, flesh. My spirit man is going to honor the Heavenly Father. See, the more we practice these little things, the more breakthrough we're going to begin to see in our churches. Here's what's interesting. When I look at Scripture, it says, great power. In James 5.16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Here's the good part. The earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Or another rendering are powerful and effective. Here's the thing. We want power back in the church again today. We've got to be the person that can pray powerful prayers. When we look at scripture, not just any prayer or anyone can pray a powerful prayer. I'm not getting on your, I, man, I might step on your toes, but that's the Holy Ghost. It's not me. Because I don't know what your prayer life is. But God knows. So as we examine these scriptures, if you could put the scripture up there, I want to break this down. This is called exergeting the scripture. We're going to rightly divide it. We're going to break it down. Confess your sins to one another. You can't have a powerful prayer life if sin is unrepentant. God doesn't hear the prayers of a sinner unless it's repentance or humility. 
One, if you've got blatant, open, unrepented sin in your life, the prayer needs to be a prayer of confession and forgiveness. You can't have a powerful prayer with sin running rampant in your life. We got to talk to somebody, a trusted comrade and confidant. Trusted. Don't go telling your deepest, darkest secrets to just anybody. They have got to earn your trust. And if you're that person and you're sharing that, you're gossiping, that's a sin. And Scripture says these things won't inherit the kingdom of heaven, and one of those things are gossip. I just thought somebody needs to hear that. I just threw that in there as an extra one. Confess your sins to one another. Pray this so you, know, you might be healed. If you're looking for a healing and you haven't received your healing yet, possibly, possibly, I'm not saying, sin, your lifestyle will affect your prayers. If you have unrepented sin in your life, it might, might be holding up your healing. I didn't say it. Look at the scripture. You see it up here? And pray for each other. First things first, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. It's the whole and healed person that prays the powerful prayers. Oh, it got quiet. I don't know why. It's not the words that you speak. Scripture tells us, do not be like the pagan who keeps repeating prayers. Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me. No, 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 no. The earnest. Earnesty comes from sincerity, the heart. It's from the heart that you pray the prayer, not from your mouth. I, I was talking to uh, our servants and leaders who were praying this morning. We pray every Sunday before church starts uh, for, for you, for ourselves, to get ourselves ready. And, and one of the scriptures that reminded us of was the fact that God is looking for true worshipers. It says that they, they come to me and worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Meaning you're saying the words, but you're not thinking about it. You're not, it's not coming from the heart. And, and Jesus himself in that scripture says that that is hypocrisy. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to come and sing about how great, how great are you, Lord. Is it any wonder? Great are you, Lord. Mm -hmm. None. What about your demeanor says that you believe he's great, that he's powerful, that he's wonderful, that he's the God of breakthrough? So when people come to, oh, I worship, I see you worship. But when I go to scripture, and I see heartfelt worship. You want to know why, even though David was a murderer and an adulterer, why he, after he forgave, uh, asked for forgiveness and repented, why God said he was a man after God's own heart? Because David, that, that dude, he knew how to worship. He knew how to worship, and he wasn't ashamed. Even though his worldly wife was trying to judge him, oh, you're acting like that, you're supposed to be a king. He's like, I'll be even more foolish for the Lord. Not to bring attention to himself, but when, when you're trying to say, how great are you, Lord, how great is it? You see, some, some of us will give more accolades to athletes if they walked into the room, or movie stars, or politicians, or whatever the case may be. We'll give more attention and clap and accolades to them than we do our Heavenly Father, whom you say is your Savior, who you say is your Lord, who you say is your God that's going to allow you into heaven. So how are you going to 
have powerful and effective prayers. You got to have a lifestyle that reflects it. Your lifestyle affects your prayers. I'm going to say it again. Your lifestyle, the way you live, affects your prayers. How is that, Pastor? Well, if I'm dabbling in sin over here and then I'm going to come and try to lay hands on you, uh-uh. Come on. Especially if I saw you, I'm like, get back up. Because see, here's why. Here's why. I'm going to teach you a little something. Oh, Jesus. Because you know we're not just dealing with people, right? We're dealing with the spirit that they bring with them. We know how we play, pray uh, prayers of a hedge of protection about somebody. You know what? Have you guys ever read that? We, we get that from Job. Satan says, I can't attack him because you have a hedge about him. You guys with me? Okay. When you have unrepented sin, it breaks the hedge. And allows open access for the enemy to come in. The enemy, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And it lists all these things, these spiritual things. Principalities, powers, strongholds. If the hedge is open and unrepented sin is there, the doors open and all those things can come in and have their way, torment you. So when you come after having been dabbling in sin and it's not repented, and then you're trying to be a Christian trying to lay on some hands. See, you're coming in. All that stuff is coming with you. I'm going to give you an illustration. Manuel, come here. It's Ezekiel, sorry. My boys look so much alike. I, sometimes I call them off. Felix, sick, dip, Manuel, until I get the right name. One time I called one of them the dog's name, Bella. Sorry, guys. So let's say over here, I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is nice. This is, this is pretty. You know, I didn't want to pay for it, so I put it in my pocket. And now this, this spirit, put your hand on my shoulder. I've stolen this. I haven't repented yet. Go wherever I go. So here I am going to church. Great are you, Lord. Thou shalt not steal. Is it any wonder? Great are you. How? When I got this monkey on my back. <laughs> not literally, not you, son. The, the, the spirit, the spirit. And so then I come over here, and, and then, then I start, well, did you hear about sister so-and-so? I don't know, but I saw her over here, and I'm gasping, right? Brother, come put your hand on my back. So now I done stole something, and now I've been gossiping. Just follow me. Oh, praise you. Jesus, I can't wait to church. Oh, I see someone over here. Let me go lay my hands on them and pray for them. You guys see what's going on here? And you can keep adding. I just got one theft and one gossip. If I got some lust, that's going to jump on my back. Jeremiah, jump on my other back. So now I got lust, I got gossip, I got, I got some uh, thievery going on. And guess what? I'm not saying you stole something from the store, but if you didn't give God his tithe, he calls you a robber and a thief. Let me, go, let me go to church. Great are you, Lord. Is it, huh? Now, I'm not saying this is any of you, but when you go, and, and now you know why we say don't be quick to laying on of hands, you might look the part. You might, you might be dressed good, smell good, look nice. 
But see, what happens is if I come try to pray for you and I got all this on you, there's a transference. And now I'm going to get all, when I come start touching you, that allows a pathway. If you don't have the hedge of protection about you, now all these are going to come over here. Who do I got a volunteer? Who's got, who wants to be a volunteer? Oh, Nakai, come on up. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So Nakai comes up here. She, raise your hand. Say, I want some prayer. Okay, so I'm going to come and pray for her. All you guys go jump on her back. And so now she's, she's leaving church saying, I don't feel any different. I don't feel any better. Matter of fact, I'm way down. And I went to church. I should feel better. All right, guys, let's let, get, get off her right now. Sorry, Brother Kyle, I should ask your permission for that first. But you guys get what I'm saying? See, we can't play church. This, what, that example, that's real. I can show you that in Scripture. And so that is why your lifestyle affects your prayers. Because some of you are walking around with that junk on your back, and you don't have to. God wants you to be free and free indeed. Amen? But we got to be quick, like David, quick to repent. If you know you, it says a righteous man or woman falleth seven times, but they get up again. That means they repent. I don't want that no more. I want, get, get it off of me. I don't want that on me anymore. I'm having fun with this one, guys, because I, I see lights going on. I see lights going on, and this is going to provide victory for you. And when we all, me, you, him, her, start to operate with this understanding, when that little temptation comes, you're like, oh, no. Mm-mm. I see you, Satan. It's not worth it. Back up. Get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. For he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. I'm going to say victory in Jesus' name great power. We got to operate in that great power. Here's another secret to that. Never stop. 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Always be joyful. Hmm? Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ Jesus. You see, some of us forgot to remind our face this morning that we belong to God. Always be joyful. Be thankful in all circumstances. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I went through. Well, that's great. Don't tell me. I didn't write the book. Be joyful. Praise God. Well, how am I going to praise him and be joyful in a circumstance that's negative? Because you have him as an advocate to help you through it. You're joyful because you didn't wind up in a psychiatric ward on a bunch of medicine. You're joyful because there's a hope in a future. It's not about your current situation. This current situation could be, I'm not saying it is, could be a test or trial to see how faithful you are because he wants to give you more down the road. But if you can't pass this test, you definitely can't handle that up there. So we got to be faithful. We got to remind our face, I'm a child of the one true king. We got to tell our situation, instead of telling everybody about your problem, your situation, I get sometimes we get a vet and sometimes we got to ask people to pray for us. I get that. But sometimes we got to tell our situation and I know this sounds cliche, but it's not. We got to tell our situation, God's in control. God's got this. 
We may have tripped and stumbled, but I'm going to get up again. And I'm going to keep charging forward. Satan, you're not going to stop me. The person who knows how to pray. Think of the parent. And, I, and we, my family's been through this. Think of the parent who's praying for that loved one who's, who's out on the street doing things they ought to not be doing. Maybe they're, maybe they're using or abusing. Maybe they're tricking or stealing. Maybe they're doing some stuff that they ought not to be doing. But there's a family member and you love them. And you know if they die tonight, they're going to rot in hell. And you start to pray. Lord Jesus, not tonight. They might, they might have OD'd. They might have been doing something. They might be con contemplating suicide. They might, they might be on the verge or the, the ledge of a, of a great building. And you're saying, Lord Jesus, not tonight. Lord, I beseech you in the mighty name of Jesus. When you learn to pray like that, when, when words cannot express anymore and you begin to groan from the pain of the thought of them going into eternity and living a life in hell, and you start to moan and you start to groan and you start to, to just beseech the Lord, that doesn't have anything to do with your words. It has everything to do with your heart. That's the prayers of a powerful and effective righteous person. That's when you begin to see that, now you know that you found someone who knows how to pray. It's not a rub-a-dub-dub, -dub, thanks for the grub. And the reason why I say that, because I believe in, 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 in maybe in my lifetime, I hope not, that, that maybe we come into a situation that we are like Venezuela, which they're fighting and killing each other over food. A once prosperous nation, now suffering. They're eating the animals in the zoo. I know it sounds silly. Some of you might want to smirk or laugh, and I did when I first heard it. But when I looked it up and saw that that was the case, there's no pets wandering the streets anymore. Then I ate them all up. If it happened to them, what makes us think it's so special that it couldn't happen here? Now, when you say your prayers for your food, that changes things, doesn't it? This is my prayer. Lord, bless this food and nourish my body. Yes, I thank you for it. Thank you for providing this food and this drink. And may there always be food in my house and my table and that of my children and their children's children. And Paul said, I've never seen a righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. There's a reason for that because a righteous person knows how to go and thank the Lord for what he has. A righteous person pays homage to God and worships him. A righteous person knows how to pray powerful and effective prayers. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Praise God. We, we do sometimes have to pray for ourselves. And for others, but sometimes we've got to pray for ourselves that we can overcome that situation. Everyone has a... a, a weak link or a chink in the armor. Everyone has a besetting sin, something that could trip you up. You could, you could put a bunch of temptations here and those may not be the one because it says the small foxes spoil the vine. There's that one thing. And that's why you should pray for yourself regarding that one thing. It says pray in the spirit at all times and all occasions. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers. Keep alert. Here we see it again in Luke. At all times and pray that you, us, 
might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of God. Be alert. Be persistent. Keep on keeping on. Be alert. Know what's happening around you. I don't think it just means your head on a swivel. Yes, we got to have that. But there is a discernment. There is something in the spirit that has to be alert. And when you come into contact with something that has those spirits attached to them, you need to, your spirit man should be like, whoa, something's not right. Let me pray about this. So you got to be alert. And that's why you got to be careful who you associate with. See, your best friend can't be the one who's still in the world. They're a friend you love. But as soon as you enter into that arena, you better be prayed up and trying to influence them and pull them out of the depths in the fire. Otherwise, they're going to be pulling you. But it's not just them, the person. It's all the spirits that are accompanying them. And if they're not a believer, chances are they haven't confessed anything. And they don't have just one, two, or three spirits on their back. They got a whole host. Is that possible? Yes, because we know about the, the demonic person in the graveyard. And he says, we are legion for there are many. It's possible. It's real. I know it sounds out there, guys, but that's, that's, the, that's the word of God. And if you want victory in your life, you've got to learn to operate in this realm, half flesh, half spirit, because that's what you are. You're, you're, you're a spirit man housed in this flesh. You are the temple of the Holy God. I wrote this down. You've got to have faith. Sometimes we pray a prayer of desperation, and it's coming from an area of no hope. It's a prayer, but you're so desperate, you don't see any possibility of it coming to pass. That's like a quarterback throwing a football to no receiver. It was a good pass. It was a good prayer. 65-yard pass to no one. You can't score. You, you got, your prayer has to be good, strong, powerful, but with faith. Faith that the God in heaven who sent his one and only son to die for you and for me is going to hear you and he's going to act on your behalf. When you pray that prayer, then here's the interesting part about that. You got to have faith. Uh, there's several verses there. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. There's three steps there. You got to ask. One, you have not because you ask not. The second part of that is you have not because you ask not and you ask amiss. That means you ask for selfish gain. I've often joked with this. Every church has heard me say, I've prayed before for the Porsche 911 GT2 twin turbo. I still don't have it. How does that benefit the kingdom of God if I did have it? It doesn't. But if I pray for souls, if I pray for deliverance, that lines up with God's will. Let me ask you this question. If all your prayers were answered right now, today, how would it affect the city? The reason why I got quiet and there's a lot of... Mm, because chances are a lot of your prayers are self-centered. Lord, help me with this, help me with that, help me with it. And we do have to pray for ourselves. But then we've got to have faith God's going to answer that and we've got to move on. You can't just stay there and hover over that. We've got to pray that for kingdom work, right? So if 
All your prayers were answered. Yes, you would have a breakthrough, absolutely. But we want a breakthrough. We want to see lost souls come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Faith is the crucial element to getting prayers answered. you got to believe that the God who's in heaven hears you and he's going to work on your behalf. Why? Because you're his child. How are you a child? Because you've accepted his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, his one and only Son. And now you are joint heirs in the throne of righteousness. Amen? Whatever you ask in his name, in his name, not in your name, not in your strength, not in your power, but in the name of Jesus, according to his will, I ask these things. So I, I'm reading this book. It's called uh, Secrets of a Prayer Warrior by Derek Prince. It's a great book. And the reason why I'm giving you the title and the author, you should, you should read it also. In there he says, oftentimes we fail to pray according to God's will and also to receive it. So this is the end of my prayers now. Lord, I pray all these things according to your will. I thank you and I receive it in Jesus' name. Well, that's a long prayer. Well, maybe, but I'm trying to line myself up with what Scripture says. Because I want my prayers to be powerful and effective. And if you want me to pray for you, you want my prayers to be powerful and effective, right? Mm. I need your prayers. I believe God is doing something here. I, I, I feel there is, there's a movement in the Spirit, and not just today's service, but I believe that God is starting to do something. And if there's movement in the Spirit, and the, the enemy operates in the Spirit realm, he's going to do whatever he can to stop it. He's going to get in people's heads. He's going to give a critical spirit, a judgmental spirit. He's going to talk to people. He's going to attack families. He's going to attack people. He's going to attack jobs. He's going to do whatever he can to get you off track because he knows this church and these people are about to do, have a breakthrough. Here's the thing. Be on guard. Be prayerful. Be alert, Scripture says. Have your head on a swivel. Don't think it's strange you have these trials and these tribulations, these fiery waters you're going through. The Satan might be bringing, or excuse me, God might be bringing you through the fire because he's trying to burn up the enemy. He might be having you nearly drowning up to your neck in water because he knows the enemy can't swim. He's putting you in places to develop your character so that when you prove yourself, when you're faithful, you come out stronger and more victorious in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. So here's the thing. God commands us to pray for all situations, all circumstances. Pray in the Spirit. That's two things in praying in the Spirit. Be Spirit-led. He puts someone on your mind. You start praying for him. And there's your heavenly language. The grace. There's a grace of tongues and a gift of tongues. Gifts of tongues are for interpretation. Grace of tongues is for you. It says that we, we speak in the tongues of angels and with stammering lips. That's for no one else and that's for you to edify yourself and to praise the Lord. Because you may not know the situation. The Holy Spirit might put someone's name on you in your mind and you start to pray, but you don't know what the circumstance or situation is. But the Holy Spirit knows and He will help and pray through you. And it says also, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray 
and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Why is he telling us all these preludes? Because your lifestyle matters in your prayer life. Turn from your wicked ways. Seek his face. Humble yourselves. Not necessarily posturing, but a humble spirit. Then, that's a key word there, you see that? After all those things, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Man, oh man, we, do, we need our land healed today. We need to be these people that he commands to be praying. Humble yourselves. That's an interesting phrase. In the original language, I believe that humble, that humility is fasting. If you look at the original language. Here's something interesting. Who has a Bible app on their phone today? All right. We're going to do a little experiment. This is why it's important. Get your Bible app and please turn to Mark 9.29. But go to it in the NIV. If you can select that. I know it's going to take a moment. Go to it in the NIV. And when you got it, say amen. All right. I got one. Where, it's going to take a moment. Where's my phone? Where, where's my phone at? It's in my jacket I threw across the room over here. My bad. Yeah? Mark 9.29. Are you able to pull it up, put it up here for me? Okay. This is Jesus talking. He replied, this kind come out only by prayer. Watch this. Now switch it to King James Version. Same verse, switch. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and... You see what just happened there? Now I preach... And I put a lot of, I put a New Life Translation, I put NIV, sometimes it's easier to understand. But King James and American Standard are the most accurate. That is a key, a crucial key in your prayer life is fasting. It doesn't say this kind comes out only by prayer, because they, they just prayed for the demonic man and nothing happened. They did pray. That verse doesn't even make sense until you add the rest of it. This kind, meaning there is a separate kind, a stronger kind of demon that you're going to encounter, a spirit, that he's going to fight you back. He ain't just going to pack up and leave just because you say, get out. You got to come with a power and authority that only comes through prayer and fasting. And then you can come in there and you can flex on that demon and be like, I command you now in the mighty name of Jesus to come out. <laughs> Why fast? Fasting makes the flesh go down. I'm denying my flesh. Like when my ego says, don't bow in front of the church to, to the Heavenly Father, shut up. You deny the flesh, you raise up the spirit man, you make them more powerful. And it's only that powerful spirit man that can have that might and authority, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But until your spirit man is strong enough, Holy Spirit can't give you that gift because you can't handle it. Because with his anointing comes power. I'm stepping into a whole nother message, but are you guys with me so far? I'm giving you mean potatoes right here. To, to 
get us where we need. Because why? I, I, need, I need some prayer warriors. I need you guys to pray for me and my family. Because if, if God can take out the head, he can take out the rest. Right? I, I need your prayers. Like Paul prayed or talked talk to the churches. Pray for me. That I might have courage to preach what God tells me to preach. To say what I need to say. That I can resist this, the, the attacks of the enemy. Because believe me, they're here. I'll just leave it at that. We've got to learn to keep our lifestyle pure, live a righteous lifestyle. We've got we to ask. We've got to have faith. We've got to be thankful. And here's the patterns that I see to answer prayer. Humility. We've got to remember who we're talking to. We've got to humble God. Come to the Lord with humility. You know, some of you used to say back in the day, you better recognize, because you thought you were all big and bad, right? Maybe you were. God's saying that to us. He don't even have to say it. He's just like, he ain't going to move unless you, you come in the right way. Because he told Moses, he told Joshua and several others, take your shoes off. Don't be coming any closer until you take your shoes off or bow down before us. The, it says that the 24 elders, when, when the seraphim in heaven began to sing, holy, 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 the elders bow down and cast their, their, their crowns before the Lord. Why? Because of who he is. We got to remember who we're talking to. So humility, righteousness, that's our lifestyle. Ask, and when we ask, ask according to his will. We got to have faith. That he can, not only that he can, but that he will. We've got to be persistent. There's something about praying without ceasing. And then in Revelation, it tells us that the angels have bowls, and they're collecting the prayers of the saints. That means in the spiritual realm, your faith and your prayers are a substance. So much so that it can be collected and poured out at the throne of God. So perhaps your persistence is you haven't quite filled that bowl up yet. You, you haven't quite, and I don't know why that is. Maybe the, the depth of your earnesty helps. And I know sometimes we can say a prayer right now and it'll happen. But this is something that I've noticed. If you want a right now prayer, it usually happens in the future. Or if you live a life like Christ, it says he pulled away often to go and pray. When he stepped onto the scene, he was able to cast that demon out because he had already been praying and fasting. Are you with me? He had already been building up the inventory and filling up the bowl, had already been happening. So when the need arose, he was already ready. See, we can't say, oh, let me go pray and fast real quick so I can help you with your need. It's got to be a lifestyle. It's got to be something we live. Lastly, receiving with thanksgiving. We got to receive. Humility, righteousness, ask according to his will, have faith, be persistent, and start to thank him and receive it. That's how we can have a more effective and powerful, prayerful life. We need to return power back into the church, and it happens when the people, we are the church. This is just the temple. We are the church. When we begin to operate in these things and apply them to our life, We'll see that power. We'll see the healings. We'll see the arms grow out, the, the lame to walk, the blind to see. We'll see it all again when we all, as a corporate body, begin to live like this. And we can do it. You can do it. We're talking about these things. You want to know more in-depth stuff? Come on Wednesday night. We had fabulous conversations on Wednesday night. Fabulous conversations. The depth 
in which we could go, the meat and potatoes, you're missing out if you're not showing up. Wednesday nights, come and join us. Amen. What a powerful word. Can we just give it up for Bishop and his obedience this morning? I just pray that as we go throughout our weeks, that we'll begin to align ourselves so that our prayers will be effective. And, and that way when we're laying on hands with people that we can be effective. We can be an effective body, right? And he said something else. He said, never stop. I am so guilty of praying for a day, maybe two, and then saying, oh, God, he spoke to me on that. Apparently I'm not supposed to be praying about it. Don't stop. Keep pressing. Because you know what? Those people who are out there far from God that you are praying for, they need them. Amen? I think we all know people who need them. Amen? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you for Pastor Felix's obedience to your word this morning. God, we just pray that you would help us through this week to apply your word. Help us to humble ourselves. Help us to walk in righteousness. Heavenly Father, help us to align ourselves with you. Help us to be quick to repent of the sin that's in our life. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would soften our hearts and open our eyes to see the areas of our lives that we need to repent. Heavenly Father, help us to be quick to throw ourselves at your feet and beg for forgiveness. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercies and for your love. And Lord, I pray a hedge of protection around your people this week and as we go and we get ready to come back here Wednesday night and as we finish out our week and come back here Sunday morning, God, that we come back changed, transformed, and stronger and closer relationship with you than we are today. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in and uh, watching with us here at FCC. Today's message was on being a powerful prayer warrior. Today, oftentimes we see churches lacking power and presence that the Holy Spirit brings. We explore in the scriptures we share today how to be and pray powerful and effective prayers. Scriptures tells us the prayers of a righteous person availeth much, that they are powerful and effective. A righteous person, what is that? What does that look like? Tune in today, you'll see how it is that you too can have powerful and effective prayers. Thank you and God bless. Be sure to like and subscribe. And remember that we have fertile soil here. Think about, pray about planting a seed and supporting this ministry. God bless.